Chapter 36 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 36 Our Lord Prays Upon the Mount, and Descending Walks on the Waters. Some Reflections on Prayer after the disciples had gone on board and set sail our lord went up a high mountain and remained there till the fourth watch of the night in fervent prayer to his eternal father whence you see that our lord frequently spent his time in prayer and often the whole or the best part of the night behold him then in this devout exercise how he humbles himself before his divine father and like a good shepherd solicits for us his flock and this in a state of mortification of watching and retirement and why principally does he do this but to set us an example of prayer as he elsewhere recommended it to his disciples both by word and example first john chapter two he told them it is necessary to pray and never cease proposing to them the examples of the judge and the widow as related in luke chapter eighteen to exhort them to confidence in prayer and to perseverance in importuning to which he added another example of the friend who lent the loaves to his friend merely to avoid being any longer solicited and all this was purposely meant to inculcate on us the virtue of prayer and indeed it is a virtue of the greatest importance towards obtaining all that is useful and removing all that is hurtful to us would you obtain patience to bear up against adversities be assiduous in prayer would you obtain strength to overcome trials and temptations? Be assiduous in prayer. Would you become acquainted with the subtle deceits of Satan in order to avoid them? Would you cheerfully persist in the service of God and tread the paths of mortification and affliction for his sake? Would you renounce all carnal desires and wholly betake yourself to a spiritual life? be assiduous in prayer if you wish to destroy evil thoughts be a man of prayer if you are desirous to enrich your mind with holy reflections and your heart with virtuous fervent and pious desires be a man of prayer if you are willing to strengthen your good purposes with manly resolution and steady perseverance be a man of prayer in a word whether you mean to extirpate vice from or implant virtue in your breast make prayer your constant study for it is by prayer you receive the unction of the holy ghost who instructs the mind in all things it lifts a man to contemplation and brings the soul to the embraces of her heavenly spouse such is the power and efficacy of prayer in confirmation of which without recurring to any of the numerous testimonies in holy writ it is sufficient to recollect the many ignorant and illiterate persons who by prayer have obtained 
and still daily obtain these fruits wherefore it highly concerns all if they mean to be christians to give themselves up to the exercise of prayer but this is more especially incumbent on persons in a religious state who are supposed to have more leisure to this gentle reader i strongly exhort you make it the principal business of life after the necessary occupations of your state are complied with to attend to prayer let it be your delight and take pleasure in nothing so much as in conversing with god which is done by prayer but that you may have the advice of a more able counsellor than i am to determine you hear what saint bernard says on the subject they says he who make prayer their frequent study are sensible of what i say oftentimes we approach the holy altar with a coldness of devotion and kneel down to prayer with a frowardness of heart but persisting in it we suddenly feel ourselves replenished with grace the breast is nourished with the heavenly aliment and the whole interior expands to the inundation of piety and again in another place he says as often as i talk of prayer methinks something inwardly says to me whence is it that of all who persist in prayer there are so few who are sensible of its fruits we seem to return from it just as we went to it no one gives us any answer or makes us any grant but follow not your own experience rather let faith direct you for faith is ever true but experience often otherwise now does not the truth of faith tell us by the mouth of christ whatever ye ask praying believe that ye shall receive and it shall be done unto you mark chapter two let none of you then brethren despise or think lightly of his own prayer for he to whom we pray does not scarce has our prayer gained utterance when it is recorded by him and one of the two we may infallibly depend on that he either will grant what we ask or what is more useful we ourselves are ignorant what it most behooves us to ask but god compassionates our ignorance and still receives our prayer so as to grant us what is better for us instead of the useless or pernicious favors we solicit so that prayer is never barren provided it be made with the requisite condition mentioned by the psalmist that is delight in god delight in the lord and he will grant you the petitions of your heart psalm thirty six a little farther on he adds observe that such are called the petitions of the heart which reason dictates as judicious ones neither have you cause to complain but rather to return god thanks with sentiments of the utmost gratitude since such is the great care he takes of you that when you ask what is useless or perhaps detrimental to you he grants you something better in the stead of it like a tender parent who gives a child bread when he asks it but gives him not a knife for asking you are to take notice 
that the petitions of your heart are wholly contained under these three heads nor can i see aught which a good man can covet that is not included in them namely the goods in this life which are those of the body and those of the soul and are two of the three heads the third is the beatitude of eternity wonder not that i include the goods of the body among the blessings which we are to ask of god for corporal gifts are no less his than those of the spirit and therefore are to be asked of him as far as is necessary or conducive to the spiritual for example we may nay ought to ask and hope for the necessary support to enable us to serve god but our greatest solicitude our most fervent and pious importunity ought to be for obtaining virtue and the grace of god for our souls in this life and glory in the next where both body and soul will be crowned with complete felicity and a little farther he says let prayer then for temporals be confined to absolute necessaries let prayer for the spiritual profit of the soul be free from all impurity and directed wholly to the divine pleasure but let prayer for eternal happiness with all due regard to humility be bold and daring with presumption on god's mercy alone he that would pray apart and with fruit says the same saint must choose not only his place but his time the time of fasting is certainly the fittest especially when the night hushes nature into a profound silence for then prayer will be both purer and more free rise according to the prophet jeremiah rise in the night in the beginning of your vigils and pour out your soul like water in the presence of the lord your god lamentations chapter two how securely does prayer ascend by night when no witnesses are by but god and his angel who presents it at the altar of heaven how grateful and pleasing does modest secrecy make it appear in the eyes of the almighty how serene and undisturbed does it reach his ears when removed from noise and hurry and finally how pure and sincere must it be when unsullied with worldly solicitudes and not tempted by public applause and flattery it was for this reason that the spouse in the canticles retreated to the privacy of her bedchamber and to the stillness of the night to seek her spouse the divine word that is to pray for in reality they are one and the same thing since otherwise you cannot be properly said to pray if in your prayers you seek aught beside the divine word or on his account for he contains all you can seek in him are the remedies for all diseases supplies for all necessities helps for all defects and variety of perfection in him in short you may find whatever is necessary fit or useful it is needless and useless therefore to ask anything besides the divine word 
who himself contains all things for even if we should when necessity requires ask of god any temporal favors provided we ask them as we ought for the sake of the divine word we cannot so much be said to ask the temporals as the word for whose sake we asked them thus far saint bernard here gentle reader you have the beautiful sentiments of saint bernard a man endowed with a sublime contemplative genius a fervent spirit of prayer and a refined taste for spiritual pleasures reflect on his words that you may take pleasure in them it is for this purpose that i quote them so frequently for they are not only full of spirit but highly eloquent and pathetically moving to the service of god he was a man equally eminent for wisdom and sanctity endeavor therefore to imitate him by putting in practice the pious counsels he gives by this means will i accomplish the purpose i had in view in referring to him so often but let us return to our lord jesus while our lord was praying on the mount the disciples were at sea in the greatest dismay and affliction the wind being contrary and the vessel harassed with tempestuous weather behold then and compassionate them amidst this severe tribulation they are attacked by a storm in a dark night and without their lord a severe trial indeed at the fourth hour of the night our lord descended from the mount and walking on the waves came up to them contemplate here our lord who fatigued with long watching and praying descends barefooted from this steep and perhaps craggy mountain and walks upon the water as on dry land thus the watery element knew and confessed its creator when he drew near to the ship his disciples saw him and taking him to be a shadow or spectre screamed out but our gracious lord unwilling to terrify or afflict them any longer said to them i am here be not afraid matthew chapter fourteen then peter confident of the lord's power began with his leave to walk likewise on the waters but desponding was about to sink when our lord stretched forth his right hand and saved him from sinking the gloss upon this place tells us that our lord made him walk on the waters to give him proof of his divine power and suffered him to sink in order to remind him of his weakness and not proudly to presume himself on an equality with him our lord afterwards entered the vessel the storm ceased and serenity ensued the disciples received him with reverence rejoiced and felt more perfect tranquillity than before contemplate him and his disciples in every one of these passages which are rich in matter of devotion you may likewise draw from them the moral reflection that our lord frequently does the same with us in a spiritual sense suffering his beloved to be inwardly or outwardly afflicted in this world because he scourges 
every child whom he accepts hebrews chapter twelve for they the apostle adds who are out of discipline are not legitimate children but bastards it is necessary therefore for us to undergo trials and afflictions in this life because from them we gain knowledge and acquire virtue and learn to keep them when acquired and what is more we build all our hopes on them of future and eternal rewards for which reason we ought not to repine and be impatient under them but to love and cherish them but because the advantage of tribulation is great and yet unknown to many we therefore look upon them as difficult nay insupportable therefore gentle reader that you may be instructed to bear them as you ought i will according to my custom bring you the authority of saint bernard tribulation says he is useful it works a trial and leads to glory i am with him says the lord in tribulation let us give thanks then to the father of mercies who is with us in tribulations and consoles us in every affliction for as i said tribulation is a necessary good which is changed into glory and terminates in joy a long an ample a plenary joy which no one shall snatch from us tribulation is necessary and this necessity brings forth our crown let us not despise this seed brethren it is a small one indeed but great in the fruits it is big with grant it to be tasteless grant it to be bitter even grant it to be a grain of mustard let us not look upon the outside but upon what is contained in it what you behold of it is temporal the rest which you cannot see eternal and lower down he says i am with him in tribulation saith the lord and i shall require no other merit than tribulation how good then is it to adhere to god i will do so then and ever place all my confidence in him for that he says i am with him in tribulation i will free him and glorify him psalm ninety my delight says he is to be with the children of men he came upon earth to be with those who are sad at heart and to be with us in our tribulations but there shall come a time when we ourselves shall be lifted to meet christ in the air and thence to remain forever with our divine lord provided we in the meantime endeavor to have him with us here o lord it is good for me to be troubled so thou be but with me nay infinitely better is it than banqueting or triumphing without thee the furnace tries the potter's vessels and tribulation tries the just what are we afraid of why do we despond wherefore do we fly the furnace does the fire rage no matter 
the lord is with us in tribulation if god is with us who dare be against us what does it import who it is if he has but hold who shall make him quit his hold lastly if he glorifies who has power to humble let us not then says the same saint glory in hope alone but even in tribulation i will gladly glory in my weakness that the strength of christ may dwell within me says st paul second corinthians chapter twelve o desirable weakness which is rewarded with the strength of christ ah who will give me not only to be weak but even to faint and be lost to myself so i be but strong in force of the lord of forces for strength is perfected by weakness and virtue gathers force from infirmity as the same apostle says and again when i am weakened then i grow strong it is for this reason adds st bernard elsewhere that the spouse in the canticles calls her beloved not a bundle but a little bundle for that love makes every burthen light and every grievance portable well might she call him little for a little one was born to us but more especially for that the sufferings of this world are not to be compared to the future glory which will be revealed in us if we credit st paul romans chapter seven for our present momentary light tribulation will on high work in us an eternal weight of glory beyond measure as the same apostle says second corinthians chapter three and that will one day be a heap of glory to us which is now but a little bundle of bitterness and may it not truly be called a little bundle since christ himself tells us that his yoke is sweet and his burthen light not that it is light in itself for the bitterness of death is a severe and dreadful trial if it be considered only on his own account yet love makes it seem light and easy the same saint elsewhere says if we cast an eye over the whole church we may easily observe that the spiritual members of it are much more combated than the carnal this is the craft of pride envy and malice always to disturb the most perfect according to the words of the prophet his food is of the chosen sort abacuc chapter one nay it is the dispensation of divine providence that it should be so not suffering the weak to be tried beyond their strength but drawing even advantage from temptation while the more perfect but increase the number and glory of their triumphs over their enemy in every fresh trial they undergo with much more eagerness and warmth the adversary struggles to defeat the church's right wing rather than her left not laboring so much to defeat the main body of their forces immediately as indirectly to weaken it by wasting its very soul 
now adds the saint there all our resistance is required where necessity urges most where the weight of war hangs heaviest where the battle is the warmest and the combat most pressing again he adds this is the great grace of god to his church this his mercy towards his servants this his regard for his elect that covering her left wing to spare and connive at its weakness he heads and supports her right hence the prophet in the person of the church says i took care to have the lord always before me for he is at my right hand that i may not be moved psalm fifteen and again o good jesus be thou always on my right take hold of my right hand for i know that no adversary can affect me if no iniquity sways me let my left be harassed and mutilated let it be assailed with injuries and aggravated with insults i willingly sacrifice it so i be under your custody and protection so that you stand at my right hand and elsewhere it is one thing says he to be actuated by virtue another to be ruled by wisdom it is one thing to be absolute in virtue another to be delighted in sweetness for though wisdom be powerful and virtue sweet yet to give words their true meaning vigor belongs properly to virtue and serenity of soul with a kind of spiritual sweetness is the certain mark of wisdom and this i believe the apostle meant when after many fine counsels relating to virtue he adds that wisdom consists in sweetness in the holy spirit to resist then to repel force with force which are properties strictly belonging to virtue are undoubtedly attended with real honour but that honour a very laborious one for there is a great difference between the painful defence of their honour and the quiet possession of it in short to be actuated by virtue and to be in full enjoyment of virtue are two things whatever virtue produces wisdom enjoys and what wisdom disposes and resolves virtue moderates and puts in practice write wisdom in your leisure says the wise man ecclesiasticus chapter thirty eight the leisure then of wisdom is business and the more wisdom is at leisure the more active it is in its proper sphere on the other side virtue shines the brighter for exercise and to be properly active is the proof of virtue so that if any one should define wisdom to be the love of virtue i cannot see how he would be wrong for where there is love labor becomes sweetness and therefore perhaps wisdom which in latin is sapientia takes its etymology from sapor relish as a kind of quality or ingredient added to virtue which gives a relish to that which would otherwise be merely tasteless and insipid nor should i think it amiss 
to define wisdom the relish of good it belongs then to virtue adds the saint to bear troubles with fortitude but to wisdom the rejoicing in tribulations to comfort your heart and sustain the lord is the part of virtue but to taste and see that the lord is sweet is that of wisdom and that the properties of both may the better appear from nature itself let it suffice to observe that modesty of mind is a certain proof of wisdom as constancy is of virtue and right it is that wisdom should follow virtue since virtue is a kind of solid foundation on which wisdom raises the superstructure in another place he says happy the man who directs the sufferings and passions with a view of justice so as to bear all he suffers for the son of god without complaining at heart but with praise and thanksgiving he who carries himself thus properly takes up his bed and walks our bed is our body in which before we were languishing subservient to our unruly desires and lawless appetites we then take up this bed when we compel it to obey the spirit the spirit says the same saint is truly manifold which inspires so many different ways the children of men in such a manner that no one can abscond or screen himself from its heat insomuch that it is given them for their use for miracles for salvation for help for comfort and for fervor in devotion for the use of life it is given to the good and bad and yields alike to the worthy and the unworthy abundance of advantages without any limits prefixed to it and therefore he would be highly ungrateful who should deny or not acknowledge these benefits of the spirit it is given for miracles in the many signs prodigies and wondrous virtues it operates by the hands of some it was the spirit operated so many marvelous works in antiquity and which confirms our faith in old miracles by the daily new ones it manifests to us but as the gift of miracles is not always useful to the operator of them therefore the spirit is likewise given to salvation as when with all our heart we turn to the lord our god it is given for help when in the midst of our struggles with trials of trouble it assists our weakness and when the spirit gives testimony to our spirit that we are the children of god that inspiration is given us for our comfort finally the spirit is given for fervor when breathing strongly into the hearts of the perfect it kindles a powerful flame of divine charity by the means of which in the hope of the children of god we glory in tribulations deem scandal an honor to us rejoice in the injuries done us and are transported with pleasure when loaded with contempt to all of us then the spirit is given for salvation but not alike for fervor there are but few replenished with this spirit 
but very few who covet and pursue it we are content with our own narrowness and neither labor to breathe the breath of liberty nor even so much as aspire to it thus far st bernard you have seen then gentle reader the many and beautiful reasons which the saint gives to show how necessary afflictions are for us wonder not then that our saviour should suffer his disciples whom he loved so tenderly to be harassed with tempests tears and afflictions since you see the great usefulness of them we frequently read of their being agitated with storms and contrary winds but never read of their being once shipwrecked which ought to serve you as a lesson to stand firm patient and cheerful amidst the contradictions and trials you may meet with and so to exercise yourself in the practice of the spirit as filled with its fervor to covet sufferings for the sake of our lord jesus christ who chose this way for himself and his followers and was the first to tread it before us end of chapter thirty six